Welcome to Along the Way with Trudy Kathy White. Trudy is the daughter of Jeanette and Truett Kathy, founder of Chick-fil-A. And like her dad, she is a beloved leader, communicator, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, Trudy will share a heartwarming collection of true stories with lessons she's learned along the way and remind you that the legacy you'll leave then is the life you're living now. Here now is your host, Trudy Kathy White. Well, hello to you, and I hope you're having a great day today. I'm Trudy, and welcome back to another episode of Along the Way. This just might turn out to be one of my favorite episodes to share with you. It's a story dear to my heart and one of my favorites to tell. If you've spent any time with me at all or heard me speak at an event, you've most likely heard parts of this story, but it's totally worth me telling it to you again. And if you haven't heard this story, you are in for a real treat. You know, I find it almost a bit humorous how God certainly has a way when it comes to weaving our life stories together. We see this even going back to the Bible in the book of Genesis. The Bible begins by placing a real importance on the covenant relationship between Adam and Eve. Listen to what it says in Genesis 2:24. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. I think it's really significant that God speaks of the marriage relationship so early in the Bible. I suppose that could be one of the reasons that my dad started talking to me about marriage so early in my life. When I was just 13 years old and walking down the beach with my dad, he asked me what I considered at the time a most unusual question. Here's what he said. Trudy, what kind of man would you like to marry someday? I really hadn't given it much thought because, after all, I was just 13, so I didn't have much of an answer. He encouraged me to start, even at that early age, to think about my future husband. Marriage, after all, would be one of the most important decisions I would make in my life. Dad challenged me to make a list of attributes or characteristics that I wanted in my future husband and to visit that list throughout my teenage years. So I did. I got a piece of paper, began making a list, and kept the paper in my Bible. Oftentimes at night, while reading my Bible in bed during high school, I would get that piece of paper out and I would work on the list. It actually became quite dear to me as I prayed to God while adding and deleting from the list of attributes over the following years. As I matured and dated young men, the list helped me focus on what I thought were the most important characteristics of my future husband. To this day, I still have that list. The page is old and yellowed and worn from time, but I was thankful for it because it became a guide or a type of filter for me throughout my dating years during college. I'm so thankful for my dad's wisdom and for how that list provided a sort of check and balance for me as a young lady dating young men. After my freshman year at Samford University in Birmingham, Alabama, when I was home for the summer, I was having a conversation with my dad. I learned that Chick-fil-A was about to open a new restaurant in Birmingham, but the problem was my dad had not yet found an operator. So I volunteered to be that operator. I thought, boy, if my dad needs some help, I can help him. Now, remember, I was only 19 years old, but that wasn't going to stop me. I had all the confidence in the world that I could just take on just about anything at that age. But I will tell you, I've raised four children And I'm not sure I would have entrusted any one of them at the age of 19 to own their own restaurant. But my dad, he didn't discourage me. 
In fact, he seemed to like the idea and thought of me taking on that type of responsibility could be really good for me. So the idea of becoming an operator really excited me. Dad agreed to let me take the restaurant, but under three conditions. The first, I could only have the restaurant for one year, and after that, I would be expected to go back to school and finish my college education. Number two, I would not receive any special treatment just because I was Truett Cathy's daughter. I would be required just to go right through all the training just like all of our other operators are expected to do. And number three, I would not be allowed to call my dad crying if something went wrong. It was probably no more than a 10 or 15 minute conversation that we had and I accepted those three conditions and set out to tackle my challenge at the age of 19 to become the youngest Chick-fil-A operator at that time. One of the first things I did was to rent an apartment right behind the mall so that I could be close to the store. I understood that I would be spending a lot of my time there. And besides, I was 100% committed to seeing this venture succeed. Next, I needed to begin hiring team members to work in the store with me. I vividly recall the day that a young guy walked in who mentioned he was a student over at Sanford. I had never met him before, but he asked for an application to be able to apply for a job there at this restaurant. As he was filling out the application, I was certain I needed to hire him. Not because I knew anything about him. I didn't even know his name, but I needed to hire him because he was good looking. Later, while looking over his shoulder, I saw his name, John White. Now, I knew at that moment it would be way too obvious if I hired him on the spot. So very professionally, I told him, I'll look over your application and I'll call you if I need you. Now, honestly, I could hardly wait to hire him, but I waited two and a half days and I called to offer John the job and much to my delight, he accepted and came to work with me. The more I saw John, the more I liked him. In fact, I felt myself falling in love with him. He was a hard worker. He was polite and helpful to the customers, even with the elderly people and the young children. He was a great help in the kitchen and would gladly mop the floors or clean the toilets whenever needed. He was honest, was dedicated. He was a loyal follower of Jesus. I even met and spoke with his parents on occasions when they would come by to eat, and they too were extremely nice and believers and active in their local church but I had one major problem. You see, John was a student at Sanford, surrounded by pretty girls every day while I was in the restaurant wearing the same uniform day after day and smelling like chicken all the time. I had to do something. Then I figured it out. I said, well, I'm his boss. I was making out his work schedule. He didn't need to be free to go on dates on Friday nights. And as far as I was concerned, he didn't need to be free on Saturdays either. I figured keeping him at work was the best way for me to keep my eye on him and to keep him from other distractions. It didn't take long for me to realize that I really enjoyed being around John. We had a great time working together, and often those long work days, especially like on Saturday, they seemed to fly by. We were having so much fun together. When he was on the job with me, it was great. So I gradually increased his work hours each week, and when he didn't seem to complain about it, it dawned on me that, hey, he must be enjoying spending all that time with me as well, just as much as I enjoyed spending the time with him. I didn't know this at the time, but some months later, John asked his dad's advice about dating me. 
John's father told him it wasn't a good idea. You just don't date your boss, son, he told him. Although a bit reluctant to disregard his dad's advice, John ultimately worked up the courage to invite me out to eat one Sunday. I recall one of our early dates was when I went with him to church and he was directing the music, and then we went out to lunch with his parents. Soon we'd go out on official dates, either on a Sunday afternoon or after closing the restaurant together and making our nightly deposit. As our relationship became serious, I completed my year's commitment to the store, returned back to Sanford to continue my studies, and to my delight, became engaged to John the following summer. John and I have been together ever since. We still enjoy working together and are happiest when we have a task to tackle side by side, whether it's simply doing the dishes in the kitchen, teaching a Bible class, or exchanging ideas about a ministry effort we're involved in. Anytime we can work together, it's a win-win for both of us. Honestly, just like in those early years, we continue to make a great team. Marrying John was truly one of the best decisions I've ever made. I'm so, so grateful that we are celebrating this summer our 44th wedding anniversary, the very day this episode releases, July 16th. I don't want you to have just listened to this story just for your enjoyment, but I want you to leave encouraged and with a challenge. If you're married, take a moment to reflect on the circumstances that brought you and your spouse together. Can you remember those first feelings of love? The qualities that drew you to your spouse? I encourage you, take the time today to share those qualities with your spouse, and then ask God to help you keep that spark of love in your relationship. Be committed to press in and work hard on your marriage. If you're single and desire to be married someday, I challenge you to start a list similar to the one my father encouraged me to make. What characteristics do you consider most important in a future spouse? What does the Bible have to say about how we choose and conduct ourselves in relationships? How can you most honor God with your life and life choices? Don't settle for less than His best. Keep vigilant and trust in God to open the door for you. Thanks for your time today. And if you want to know more about John and me, I often share about our family on my social media platforms. Find me on Facebook or Instagram under Trudy Kathy White. Be blessed today. And if it happens to be your wedding anniversary this day or any other day of the month, a very happy anniversary to you. I pray you'll share many more days, always together, along the way. That concludes our time together for today. To find out more about Trudy, visit TrudyCathyWhite.com or follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. By pondering the lessons in this podcast, you'll move one step closer to having your own meaningful collection of lessons you've learned along the way. Thank you.